and welcome back for another episode of the Hookworks podcast. We're here pre-recording another one, so we still have our special guest, Orion, on. Uh... <laughs> and Kate and Ryan are both still off-site <laughs> tonight, tuning in by phone So I got something stuck in my throat on that one. <laughs> I was wondering when I was going to be like, oh, thanks for having me on. Kate's like, oh, just joking. No, I got something in my throat. My bad. Yeah, we're we're back. Almost 30 episodes in. Kate still hasn't gotten any better at this shit. (laughs) My bad. But anyways, yes, we are back with another episode. Um, I lost where I wanted to go with this one. Ryan's back. He's a great guest. We're happy to have him back. Yeah, we're pretty much just going to milk as much content out of Ryan as we can. Take advantage of him while we have his time. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for it, man. What are you, what are you messing with there, Ryan? That, Nothing. Smoke I'm coming. attention to the podcast. <laughs> He's heating up a spoon right now. Middle episode. <laughs> Eating up a spoon for meth. <laughs> I'm just messing with this release deal I'm making. No jokes. Ryan just can't sit still for like 0.2 seconds, so he's got to have something to mess with. Well, I didn't see where his hands were, and I just saw smoke coming up, and I didn't know what the heck he was doing. <laughs> Producing some heat over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> But one thing we wanted to accomplish with this episode, since uh, I lost the recording from the episode that we previously covered this, um, by the time this episode comes out, we're going to be like a week out from opening day. So um, this conversation will sound like we are very far behind, but just know that this was was recorded a couple weeks in advance. We have uh, officially wrapped up for the most part whitetail prep at the property that Cade and I hunt together. Mm-hmm. Um, we got out there last weekend, weekend before. I don't even know at this point since I lost that episode. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the weekend before. <laughs> yeah. Um, got out, got the final sets hung. Um, yeah. Finally made a decision as to what we wanted to do, where we wanted to hang sets, put the blind, that sort of thing. Yeah, we... Uh, uh, we moved our ground blind set up from where we'd had it last year, which I'm super excited for. I yeah. think that, that spot's going to be killer. Yeah, it's on a new section of the property. It sounds, we the way we talk about it sounds drastic, like we moved it somewhere crazy different. No. <laughs> but in reality, the property is so small that we moved it about 100 yards. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, it's a portion that we've never been, never hunted in the sense of being able to shoot it within bow range. We've right. been able to see it from the previous set, but no, we're really excited with the new ground blind, blind location, decided to try something a little different. Um, and then this year we'll be hunting by the feeder out of a tree stand, which um, I don't know about Cade and his fear of heights, but I personally feel a lot <laughs> better about, I much prefer being higher up and off the ground than I do being in I've I'm last year was really the first year that I've actually tried to hunt out of a ground blind. So um yeah. it's not something that I'm used to. I got like an uneasy feeling because when a deer's close to you in a ground blind, like 
it feels like they're on top of you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we um, experienced that last year. Yeah, it's not something that I've gotten used to yet, so I feel a lot better about um, hunting over the feeder. Talk shit if you want. But hunting over the feeder out of a tree stand this year, I think is going to be a lot better. So um, Yeah, and I think where we moved that stand at, um, I think we, we set ourselves up with a lot better opportunity um, for hunting that feeder too, because we can we can get what's possibly in that little stretch of timber that's that's right there by the feeder as well. Yeah, I think we opened up some shooting opportunities, and then also I just feel like our chances of getting busted while sitting there um, a lot lower now with the stand mm-hmm. set up. So, um, yeah, we're finally pretty much ready to go on that property. It's it's at this point we're just le- letting it sit undisturbed until season gets here. Um, kind of letting the deers do their thing and get comfortable so that we can make a game plan and make a move once yep, it's finally we, time that we can get in there. Yeah, and the the timber stand, we we contemplated moving it and we still oh, might. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, we, we, Curtis and I argued for probably 30 minutes down on the timber. <laughs> yeah, we did. Partially, partially because I was kind of late, wanting to be lazy and not move it. But yeah. <laughs> I think we both have good reasonings to let it sit and do a few hunts out of it for, for a little bit to see what, what the deer move is going to be down in there. Yeah. So as most majority of hunters probably realize like, or probably do like, we might have to make some moves during season. We try not to as best as we can. Um, just, you know, it's, it's never ideal to go out there and make a bunch of racket during the middle of deer season. But, um, in this case, we think it's our best bet to just let it sit, hunt the hunt the setup a few times as it sits, kind of figure out the deer, what the deer are doing, because we can only see so much from a trail camera, you know. Right. Um, we want to get eyes on actually and kind of see how the deer are moving and maybe make a judgment call later on and potentially move the the timber setup, but or we may just leave it alone, hunt it as it is. We'll find out. But yeah, but I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to get out there and. Uh see see how our new sets are going to work and um see if the deer are moving down that that road like they were last year uh because if they are we're going to be set up i think perfectly for that at least out of the ground ground blind yeah i definitely got a lot more confidence in pretty much our entire setup on the property as a whole this season so mm-hmm. uh, and and we we brushed in that ground blind so much better than we did last year <laughs> yeah i've never brushed in a blind that good at all so no i i i, I went to trimming down uh half of a cedar tree yeah <laughs> uh to clear to clear the road out so we can drive back there and i mean that we use half of a cedar tree plus a little bit of what was i cut down from like a oak limb or something like that but, right i mean you, you can't you can't see the blind at all no it's it's tucked in a perfect spot it's really well brushed in so i'm excited yeah. it should be should be cool to hunt out of we'll see if we can actually make it happen from the ground blind. Right. that's a different story but it should be yeah. cool to hunt out of so yeah um now it's it's a good feeling that we've got everything taken care of that we've talked about for so long since into july first august um as we started prep it's a good feeling to have it all done so now we don't have anything to worry about up until season but um Mm -hmm. on the contrary the other property that i myself hunt is not ready (laughs) (laughs) i uh we're recording this the night before I'm going to get out there and finally got some brush hogging done. So I'm going to get out there and plant a food plot tomorrow 
move some cameras around. We got to still move a deer stand or two. And uh, I've got a lot done out there. I mean, we've got some deer movement moving and we know what's going on. So I'm excited about the season for out there this year, but still got quite a bit of work to do. So I'm going to go try and get that done in the morning. Going to go spend quite a bit of time out there tomorrow and make some more progress on that property. Yeah, that'd be good. Again, like I said, by the time listeners are hearing this, it's going to sound super late, but this is like <laughs> second weekend of September, I think, first weekend of yeah. September, something like that. So we're doing all right. It's a little bit later than I would have liked to get it all done, but I think I'm still doing plenty fine. And especially as far as food plots go, us being further south, like this is really still in like the ideal time range to plant your food plots in Oklahoma. So yeah, I like to get them in a week or two earlier than this, but I really, I say that like I have a ton of experience planting food plots, which I really don't, but um, right. I prefer in past years, I, I would have liked to get it done a year or two earlier or a week or two earlier, but it's not the case this year. Kind of working with what I'm handed. Um, but I think I still getting it in plenty good time, hopefully putting it in right before rain that's coming next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good timing. As long as it comes in. I know the chances yeah. went down, so we'll see what actually happens, but Yeah, if you if you can just get a little bit of moisture on that seed, you know, the first few days after you put it down, I think you'll be you'll have enough success with it. You'll get enough to germinate and at least have a lot better than one little clover leaf than like yeah. you did last year. So. <laughs> yeah, and and this year I'm keeping the feed off of it. Um so the pigs don't hopefully come in and destroy it because yeah. The pigs are already back this season. I've got plenty of pictures of pigs. Um, so trying to do what I can to mitigate them at least until the food plot takes off. Yeah. Um, speaking of food plots, though, since Ryan hasn't spoken yet since in this episode, he says he's listening <laughs> to Kate and I ramble on about our bullshit. I know you and I have talked about uh, you're trying a new thing this year with your food plot on your smaller section of property that you hunt. Did you work on that at all this weekend? So, yeah, so I've never put a food plot in, just used my feeders. And I was like, you know what, since there's so many people around here that. Of course we lost him right when he finally starts talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I made it through a whole other episode without losing him. Yeah. And then literally the first 15 minutes of this one. (laughs) There he is. You cut out literally as soon as you started talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you good? am i good now yeah, yeah go ahead so yeah so never put a food plot in before so i figured hey there's a lot of people around here that bait so i maybe give the deer something a little different to come into um mm-hmm. no i i tried disking on wednesday dude the disc won't even go on the ground really like, it is yeah it's so hard out here and really banking on it raining on monday and tuesday at least a half an inch so i can go right after it rained to disc yeah. it all up um and then plant some stuff yeah that's nice at least with where you're at it's literally right outside of the house so you can just go <laughs> hop on the tractor and go yeah. get it done <laughs> literally yeah. yeah so no that'll be nice i didn't even think about the ground being that hard out there yeah because yeah. you guys haven't got any rain have you I haven't gotten rain for a while to be honest with you yeah. um yeah it's put weight on the disc i mean yeah it just scraping the surface really like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah. you're planting yet have you went and bought seed 
have no idea, man. Really? I haven't even looked. Yeah, really, I mean, obviously, like, Clover and stuff like that. It's, like, kind of mm-hmm. go-to. But, like, I haven't done really much research to what I need. Yeah, well, the nice thing about where you're at, you can run into town. You, Perkins has a co-op, and then there's also that little, like, outdoor store. I bet they have probably some food plot seed blends that they could probably give you some advice on, too. Yeah, I'm sure he, I mean, he hunts a lot, that little shop in Perkins. Yeah. Um, that, and then I know the Stillwater Co-op apparently has, like, seed and stuff you can kind of buy. Mm-hmm. Not in, like, a mix, but, like, you separate. And I'm sure they have kind of ideas what works and what doesn't. So Really? Yeah. Definitely have to pick some people's brains more experienced than I did. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a good idea. That's something that I really haven't done. I mean, I've talked to some buddies around here that I use the term around around here relatively that have some blends that they like to use. Um, me, for the most part, I've just done internet research. And like this year, I'm just doing a no-till. So I'm just trying to find the best no-till, that, like something with the best chances of growing as a no-till blend. So... I still don't have any idea if it's going to work. Last year didn't take off very well, so we'll see what happens this year. But I haven't gone and talked to anybody locally to kind of get any actual advice from somebody that's done it or knows a lot more than I do. So, but it'd be good for you to go do that. And I'm sure there's some people around there that probably give you some pretty solid advice. But yeah, I I remember I kind of looked a little bit whenever you and I were talking about it, Curtis, and some of the blends and stuff. And, of course, Clover, like we'd said, is usually the go-to. But uh, having, like, a little bit of a ryegrass mix blend into it also is probably really good, too, because ryegrass uh, germinates really quickly, too, if it gets a little bit of moisture on the seed. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a pretty favorable um, grass for them as well, just like Clover would be. And I, I don't know what uh, you're you're putting down, Curtis, but I would imagine it probably has some sort of rye in it as well. Yeah, I forget. I like to, so my thought process going into, and this is coming from someone who's ignorant and has really no idea about food plots, yeah. but I like, I like to blend and to give myself options. Some things might not take off as well as others. So my only mm-hmm. hope is that like something at least takes off pretty well. Um, yeah. And then I know the, the blend that I bought, I bought, I don't remember exactly what I was in it. I'd have to go look at it, but um, it's got a mix of like annuals and perennials which I've also yeah. heard is a good idea as well. Um, mm-hmm. If you can keep stuff coming back year after year, it just kind of thickens that plot. Um, right. Obviously, we're, with where I plant, it's not maintained, so it's going to get taken over by weeds and just the native grasses or whatever that are growing in there. But I feel like keeping those perennials around is a good thing. So, Yeah. Now, what what is what kind of blend does your uncle do? Is he just do like wheat or something like that? So he does, and he's had pretty good luck as far as his growing. I think he mainly does like just like a winter wheat plot. Yeah, he pretty much just plants one thing. I think he mixes something else in there, but he buys mainly winter wheat, and then maybe throws some other kind of mix in there. I don't remember, but that's that's pretty much his primary food plot is winter wheat. Now and. This is me being oblivious. Aren't there some guys that do like um, some type of like radish or something as well? Yeah. So, so radish is really common. Um, turnip is common. Yeah. Uh, my blend, I'm pretty positive, has some kind of radish in it. It's like clover, radish, oats, chicory, yeah. and some other stuff. But like I said, I don't yeah. know enough about it to know what's the best or what. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty much just my whole goal with my food plot is kind of late season 
growth. If I can get something yeah. that takes off and is really um, thick late season, then it just gives those deer something else besides like corn or something to go to, you know. Right. Obviously, we can feed year round, so that's nice that we can rely on that late season, like after rut when they're starving yeah. and want to come hit up corn. But I feel like food plus just like another step, you know. Yeah, another option, and yeah, uh, especially like for Ryan's case, it's something else to compete with other hunters and stuff. If you're not hunting on a a, a larger piece of property, you're that you can manage that that much of a property in that deer, so you got to compete. Yup. Yeah, and I think just knowing what I know about Ryan's hunting situation on the small section that he hunts, it's it's it'll be good for you to have a new set compared to what you've been mm -hmm. hunting. Like you see deer pretty much all the time at your feeder that you have set up, but I think it'll be cool um having that new set and a new area of the property to hunt. And it would just be sick. Like just, I can just picture it out there on your property since I've been there having a nice little food plot in the corner smoking a deer out from a tree in that food plot that'll be so sick <laughs> yeah I, I tell my mom too and she's like she's like it's still hunting i'm like dude it's like don't get me wrong yeah would i smoke a giant out of it yeah and there's i gotta go <laughs> kind of cut there's a tree out there that i can go sit in but i need to like make a nice little like janky i say uh, funny that i combine these two words nice and janky um <laughs> <laughs> I need to cut a little nice janky stand that I can sit up in that tree and kind of like overlook it. But uh, are you planning on building something, or are you going to buy a stand? No, I plan on building it. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it was fun. Like, I'm just going to. I, I plan on basically cutting. So the tree comes up, and it's not like a like one solid tree. It's like more like a bushy tree. There's like three or four main limbs that come out, mm. and I like I think a pallet. If I get a pallet set right down in it, I think a pallet will sit perfectly in it. I just don't understand you. You're creating so much work for yourself. Why don't you just go buy a deer stand? Do you not <laughs> have a... Like, it's not a big enough tree. I can't lean anything into it. You can't, like, put a hang on on it? That's not a big enough tree, but you can put a pallet in it, though. So it's it branches out too much at, like, angles. Oh, so oh, you, you pretty much like okay. would be hunting over the main trunk within like the splits. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. And I honestly like even the main trunk is not really even a main trunk. It's yeah. Like, I guess I've never walked over there to see what kind of trees you have available. So I can understand. But why yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. Slapping a pallet in there, making a little ladder to get up in from the backside. But yeah, I was telling my mom, it's like, I don't get me wrong. Would I, I would feel like I earned it. If that makes sense. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm going hunting. All right. It's not like I walked into a property and like tracked them down. It's like, I literally got home from work or logged <laughs> off my computer, threw my camo on, grabbed my bow and walked 20 yards out the back door. Yeah. <laughs> I get your reasoning my, for feeling that way, but. And, and then my mom's like, I wonder if Ryan's in his blind and just looks out her window. Yep, yeah, he's in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hey, mean, shit, you can probably have your mom film for you then. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> just already set up a camera out the window. Just, just text her and be like, "Hey, mom, <laughs> get the camera out." It's gonna be like those like really funny videos. Like, oh, good job, Jimmy. Like, with, like, <laughs> oh, Jimmy got one. He got one. Yep, here it goes. Yeah, you definitely have to listen to your mom's commentary if you yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> film for you. 
<laughs> that would be pretty funny. But no, I get your point to say like you don't feel like you work for it. But then again, you're planning on footing, putting a food plot in. You're planning on like building a stand set up for it or whatnot. And regardless of how easy it is to get there, you still got to make the shot with a bow. So it's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. doing your part. And I mean, shit, that's my ultimate goal is to be able to hunt like right out my back door, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Grant's what he wants to do is he wants to shoot a, a deer from his hot tub, which for during rifle season, if that where that food plot is, he'll eat, you could easily put your gun right on the edge <laughs> of the, the hot tub and literally wait. And there's there's a couple does that my mom has named, which is terrible, but <laughs> I, I kinda like it. Um one's name's Matilda, and we can literally be jumping in the pool talking and this deer got so used to us which also makes me worried because it's going to get probably shot because of this but it's gotten so used to us and that feeder's probably 60 yards 65 yards away that deer will come up and literally eat out of that feeder while we're jumping in the pool <laughs> yeah yeah those are the type of deer like it would definitely feel wrong to shoot one of those but yeah. <laughs> with those big bucks that might be coming through every now and again different story oh i know how lucid they are i'm slinging one yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah good times but uh other than that you got the sand springs property right that's cage grandparents yep yep and then you have your was the haskell property yeah what all you got to do still up there? Well, so that property, um, we have it's got a hay pasture on the front of it, and we have someone else cut the hay for us out there, and they've been having all kinds of problems with their equipment breakdown, so they're behind schedule, and then they went on vacation this last week, so I've just been literally waiting for them to cut hay because that's when we brush hog, and where we brush hog is where I need to plant my food plot and stuff. So I've literally just been waiting this entire time for them to do that. Well, they still haven't cut hay, but they did go out there these past couple days and start brush hogging so I can at least get my food plot taken care of now. Um, So I got to go out there. Pretty much my game plan tomorrow is I've got to go to the back. I'm going to refresh some mineral that I've got out. Uh, I'm going to pull a couple cameras from, or I'm going to pull one camera from the back, move it to the front, move a camera at the back, and then... Um, go like rake out a food plot, plant my food plot. And then um, we've got two stands at the front of the property where the food plot's going to be. One of which has been there for a long time. That's the one that like I killed my doe out of last year. It's just a hang on. And I bought a ladder stand. Well, the ladder stand that tried to take my finger off. Um, (laughs) We put it up last year, but where we put it up, it's like in the wide open. Like it is in a horrible spot. It's not good at all. I hunted it like two or three times. And at one point I had some does in front of me and it, I, I would have shot one, but I couldn't move. They were like 10 yards from me and I'm in the wide open. And I was like, I can't draw my bow right now. <laughs> There's literally nothing I can do here. So I'm going to, the hang on that's up there is like old and janky. So I'm going to pull the hang on and put the ladder stand where that's at. Cause there's really no need to have more than one stand over there. It'd be nice to have it for different winds, but there's just not any other good spots to hang a stand. Yeah. So, um, going to plant the food plot and move a stand. And then we're, 
we're running some cameras on the east side of the property that we haven't really ran them for. So I got to go walk that and trying to find some good spots for some trail cameras and potentially spots to hang another stand on the property later in the season. So you got quite a bit of work. Yeah, quite a bit of work. Um, <laughs> and normally I try to time it on times that my brother who hunts the property with me can go out there and help me with, but he's got shit going on. So I'm going to go do it all by myself. <laughs> Sounds like a yeah. good time, buddy. I, t- I timed running three weeks just in time, I guess, huh? Yeah, you did, because if you were home, I would have definitely suckered you into coming and help me. <laughs> I'm I'm planning on making an attempt to move that stand tomorrow, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Mm. And Dakota told me later this week when he's off work, he's like, I'll go move the stand. I'm like, dude, I don't think you can move that stand by yourself. Like, it's it's a two-man job. That thing is yeah, so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he could. I He's pretty confident that he can. So I'm going to look at it tomorrow and see what kind of options I have, see if I can like hoist it up with a rope or something. But Yeah. We'll see. Worst case, I'll leave it and then maybe try and meet him out there one evening after work or something and try and go move it because we definitely need to get it moved. But that's pretty much it. Need to get those final things taken care of and then it's it's freaking crunch time it's it coming, is coming, it's coming quick up. real quick yeah are you i guess you'll probably be hunting haskell opening weekend won't you unless you're home and want to hunt sans yeah, I, won't be, I, won't, I won't be home yeah so if you're if you're since you're not going to be home yeah i'll hunt out there i don't even think i'm going to bother with opening morning i'll probably just hunt in the evening yeah, uh, it'll depend on what I'm seeing. If if there's heavy deer movement in the mornings, then maybe I will. But yeah. kind of planning on just ho- hunting the evening of opening day, and then the weekend after is when Ryan and I are going out west. So I'll get to hunt like maybe that Friday evening, and then I probably yeah. won't hunt Saturday morning because I could probably squeeze in a hunt. But then if I shoot something, I'm like screwed. Yeah, <laughs> I need to leave. <laughs> it's not even worth the hassle. No, so I'll probably hunt that. I'll, hopefully I'm going to try and squeeze in two hunts before we go out West. And then, yeah. uh, and once that trip's over with, it's every weekend I'm going to be in the stand every chance I get pretty much. Are you going to rifle hunt this year again? Probably a little bit. Um, I don't, I'm not personally like the type that, strives to rifle hunt it's just not that fun to me i normally yeah as we joked about before ryan especially gives me shit because he says i hate on rifle hunters because i'm too good for it <laughs> and only use a bow but um i'll probably do a little bit normally i do it out of desperation when i haven't killed a deer yet <laughs> i take the <laughs> rifle out on like holiday antlers and try to shoot yeah. a doe just to fill the freezer that's normally my yep. game plan but um i did buy a deer rifle this year to scratch my gun itch, so I kind of want to shoot a deer with it. Oh yeah, you got just to. to say I did. You know, yeah. I literally for, I forgot you bought that gun. I was I was thinking I was like, <laughs> what gun can I shoot a deer with? And I was thinking I was like, oh, you got that pretty sick little three hundred eight now. Yeah, we literally spent yeah. an entire day. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. I forgot. I'm getting old. <laughs> and hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, the suppressor comes in before rifle season. That'd be pretty sick. So yeah, I want to yeah. dial it in with the suppressor and then kill a deer with a suppressed rifle because that would be dope. Not that it really makes a difference, <laughs> but I just want to do it. <laughs> just say I have. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
when did when did you put all that stuff in for it? It was like February, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Is that what it was? Yeah, well, you put in for one at the same time, so. Yeah, I think it was Feb- mid February when we put in for those. Um, they told me October was what they were expecting, so we'll see if it actually holds true. Yeah, those e forms. We're going to get them down to 30 bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that won't probably ever happen. If it ever does, it's going to be a long time before they actually get down to that. Yep. But that's pretty much the, the gist of the deer season prep. We're counting to the point now. We're just counting down the days, getting bows dialed in and, I finally got my strings and cables in the mail today. I don't even think I told Kate Oh, did that. you? Yeah. No. So I'm going to go Tuesday because that guy's closed Monday. I'm going to go Tuesday after work, get the new strings and cables put on, and then spend pretty much every day from here to season shooting as much as I can. Sweet. Get to yeah, go I, I got to have a, a long shooting day. Yeah, we definitely need to have a shooting day next time you're home. What bow do you have, Kate? What is it, dude? I don't even remember what it's called. He's shooting what? my brother's old bow. It's uh, like a Bowtech or some shit it's like a that? Bowtech, like Bo-tech. Guardian or something like that. It's an yeah. older bow. Um, yeah. It's like equivalent basically to like that PSE 32 I had, that Bow Madness. Oh, it's probably older than that. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it, dude, if it still works, dude, if it yeah. broke, don't fix it kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a solid little bow. It shoots really well. Dakota yeah. was shooting it for a year or two before then, and then I bought a new bow so i let dakota start shooting my old bow and then it was right about the time Cade was ready to start hunting again when we got access to his grandparents property so like it's perfect Cade and dakota shoot about the same draw length which is a little longer than mine yeah. so it worked out i still was i was really hoping i was gonna be able to afford a bow this year for myself because it's almost like i like I'm gonna be just as excited to shoot one with this bow but it's like the the feeling of it's my bow like i bought it yeah. I want I want to have you know what I mean? Well, all it's gonna take is you shooting one deer and you're gonna be oh, freaking hooked. So then you're I'm, gonna spend I'm, I'm as much money I as I imagine. Do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I said, I'm hooked now. I can't imagine what it's gonna be like after I you know sling one down. So Yeah. No, it it'll kick in, especially after you get that first one under your belt. You'll I'll be start addicted. Prioritizing and... the money towards that a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much my top priority what? for all my life. So. What? <laughs> what bow are you wanting to get? I don't even know. I haven't been getting my hopes up yet. <laughs> yeah, it'll be one of those things. We'll have to do some research, and you'll have to kind of do your own research, yeah. figure out what you think you'll like, and mm-hmm. maybe even go to a place and shoot a couple. And... Yeah. Definitely by next season, I want to have that. Yeah. Ryan's actually finally upgraded bows this year. Yeah, because I have an asshole of a friend that keeps getting that. You're shooting a, what is it, a 15-year-old PSC? And I was like, I've just laid two giant bucks with it. <laughs> well, we're going on this antelope hunt where we know we're going to have to make like a 70-yard shot. So I'm just trying to get you to uh-huh. update yeah, the equipment, I mean, man. That is, that's the one reason that I <clears throat> needed to get a, a better, I say a better bow. I didn't need a better bow. I just needed a better sight. But I was like, if I'm already spending 250 bucks, fuck it, might as well go spend 1500 <laughs> on a bow. <laughs> to be fair, I 
accepted the fact that you weren't going to get a bow and it was fine. You could have done with your other one, but the bow you bought this season, you got a really good deal on. So, yeah, I feel like I did pretty good on that one and shooting it. I'm just, dude, I'll be straight up honest with you. I'm just so like anal about little shit. Like I got to make sure my draw length's right. And I'm like, if it's a little too long, I'm like I right, shorted it up. And now it's like, Oh, is it a little too short? My piece a little twisted. And I got to make sure before I do anything, I got to make sure all that set before I even start get the true sight in process and sight tape. So I'm like, I don't want to be a little bit off. Yeah, just I still haven't even sighted the tenth of sighted in all the way. <laughs> I had it I had it paper tuned and then I was like, I need to put another twist in there to twist my peep to line it up a little bit and I'm like, damn it, now my paper tune's off. I gotta repaper tune it. <laughs> I mean it's not a bad <laughs> way to be when it comes to bow hunting. You wanna be detailed and meticulous, so mm-hmm. I am about tired of hearing you talk about it, but yeah, no, dude, I'm tired of myself talking about <laughs> it. But I think I think I'm at a point now that I need to redo the paper tune, aka in my house. <laughs> yeah, Ryan sent me a picture the other day of his sketchy paper tuning setup in his house. I was like, you're definitely gonna shoot a hole through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> it was eight. Hey, no holes in walls or solid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I need to finalize that paper tune. I'll probably do that tomorrow. I just don't want to do it outside because if there's, like, a little bit of a breeze in my mind, I'm like, oh, what if that's throwing it off? I'm like, it's coming out of the arrow, like, the, the bow, not even, like, three feet away, so it shouldn't be blowing it yeah. that much. Yeah, it's not, yeah. That, not that big of a deal. But, hey, if you got the setup working in the house, you got the setup working, so. Yeah. But yep, got that bow. Happy I got it. Honestly, kind of needed an upgrade. You were definitely a little due, especially for the level of bow hunting like that you want to do. I think it was a good upgrade, you know. And even that sounds shitty. Nobody really needs like what we're shooting. I mean, you can make do with a lot less expensive equipment, but it just makes it easier. It makes it easier. I mean, you can race a Honda Civic, but it's easier to race a Ferrari. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just name the game. You get hooked, and then it just becomes a really expensive hobby, and you keep buying more and more expensive shit. So, I have I have way too many expensive hobbies. Same. (laughs) Freaking bought a, a. new whole rod and reel and swim base last year because i was like dude this new swim bait thing and i say new new to me but it's been out for a while I was like this swim bait thing's so sick they're like freaking 75 100 lures and then the rod and reel bigger and beefed up i'm like i think i casted them like one time it was out in my pond out here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i did catch a bass though on my smaller swim bait a little like pound and a half bass did smoke a little bluegill like a ounce and a half two ounce bluegill swim bait i was like what the hell oh yeah so did that make it worth the 600 dollars you spent on that setup i was about to be like whoa bro watch your 600 dollar mark but actually that's probably around where it, the total is right now. <laughs> that was a shot in the dark so. <laughs> yeah that's not right um was it worth it i don't know i get a look at it on my wall hanging up next to all my other rods and stuff. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be like, dude, you swim bait fish? And I'll be like, I have. How many times? Once in my pond. I'm back. 
You uh, do have a uh, you have quite the collection though of fishing gear though. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah Ryan's much more hardcore fisherman than we are. Yeah, you saw only a couple of rods. I got a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and your duffel bags full of tackle. Yeah. Oh, you saw all my tackle. You saw all that. Yeah, no shit. I had that conversation with both of you. I was like, guys, we know what we're targeting. We don't have to bring the entire fucking arsenal. But both of you were like, I'm bringing everything I got. And you didn't use half of it. You didn't even use like a percent of it. Like, <laughs> I think I I think I threw like a total of four max lures. Yeah. Max. But you guys felt the need freaking load up the boats with a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> That, yeah. Nobody well, listens mine, to mine, Curtis. Mine was still a fraction of the amount of Ryan's. Though, so. <laughs> I'll I'll take that one. <laughs> I mean, I can't even talk too much shit. I usually buy quite a bit of fishing tackle every year just for that one trip that we take, and that's pretty much the extent of my fishing experience for the season. <laughs> Once that's gone, I bow fish pretty much the entire time. So, yeah. That trip, that trip, I literally bought. Man, I bought a decent wide variety of trout baits, but found that like one was like really good, and I lost like two. I was like, all right, n my number one lost it. My number two is like, right, it does pretty good, still does good. Lost it. I was like, shit, now I'm on to nothing. I got thousand dollars, multiple thousand dollars worth of tackle, and I literally. Going, I don't have anything to fish with. <laughs> yeah, because they're so like particular out there. But yeah, which I think I did okay this year. I didn't spend a ton of money before that trip, so it wasn't too bad. Well, I can tell you, I sent you a picture not too long. Well, wasn't long after that. You're like, dude, why are you buying lures for next time already? And I was like, because I was in Bass Pro. <laughs> I was like, I know what lures worked good that past year. I'm buying at least four of them now. So if I lose one, I can get freaking lure <laughs> yeah you're gonna be bummed when next year's guy's trip is to a completely different spot yeah that was something i was gonna <clears throat> talk to you about not this soon but coming up pretty soon about planning our next guy's trip yeah i don't start planning that ahead i don't have even the slightest idea nor do i want to designate the brain capacity to it because <laughs> my brain is on hunting season <laughs> i know i'm so scatterbrained though whenever i drive all week and i can only think about so much so i was trying <laughs> to think of some place to go yeah we'll have to what were you thinking about figure that i out. don't know ryan would be good about giving us ideas too so yeah now that he's pretty much i don't know if you realize that but you're roped in so you're gonna keep coming yeah <laughs> you don't have, you don't have an option <laughs> but i mean well, fish all the way down for fishing, man. That's pretty much what we'll do, just because of the time of the year that we'll, we yeah. take it. Uh, eventually, we'd like to plan some hunts, but hunts are a lot harder to plan because most of them you have to get drawn in if they're out of state mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So those will have to be plan those trips once you get drawn into something. And then you just text the boys and you're like, "Hey guys, I got drawn in. If you want to go, let's go." Yeah. I'm telling you guys, if you get drawn for like one of those elk hunts in Colorado or something like that, I don't give a shit that I don't have a tag, dude. I if you guys want me to be there, I'm gonna be there because that's 
would be a blast. Oh I'm yeah, hundred percent. Like that beautiful country just to see and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, th- yeah, those experiences are much more about just being the one that shoots the animal. Like just being there, because it's another one of those things. Like the antelope hunts, it takes a lot more than one person to really. Yeah. Most of the time, there's guys that can do it by themselves, but it's a lot better to do that stuff as a team, and then especially if it comes to packing an animal out. What's yeah. cool it's about to have your boys do is having somebody else too is like can uh can record a bunch of it too and they don't yeah. really have to focus on like the hunt like the yeah. person that got drawn like, don't get me wrong they're like focusing on hunting and they're like all so ready for this but then they they forget to like record it and then you're like i just have memories of it rather than like actual right. video. videos and pictures is like kind of yeah key yeah, that's the other thing we've talked about too. It's like if you can get your buddies to come on that with you, you have pretty much a designated just cameraman. Right. That, yeah. Even though we're not some big hunting production, like that's cool. Even if you don't ever post it anywhere or anything, it's just cool to have that. Yeah. You know? yeah it's cool to say you have it. Yeah. So, th- but those that stuff's definitely in the works as we kind of all get more experience. We're all really to the point of just now dipping into, um, hunting beyond the typical stuff we do here at home. Um, but those, those will come one day for sure. Yeah. And we're going to have to get in a lot better shape before we go anything. Yeah. Out west. That's a fact. I'm nowhere near <laughs> the condition to be get ready together. To boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, we've kind of talked, like the episode with Paul, we talked about some out-of-state hunts and stuff like that. And we've got Mm -hmm. some plans in the works. Um, It'd be a good episode to have Ryan on for that too, because Ryan and I have talked already a lot about some out-of-state hunts. But we'll save that for another episode. um, Yeah. More designated. One thing I did want to talk about while we have Ryan here, um, another one of our expensive hobbies that I've kind of dipped out of, but Ryan's still pretty well involved in, is your duck hunting. Oh, yeah, I was like, what hobby have I? <laughs> I used to primarily duck hunt only. Yeah. And then as I shifted into whitetail hunt, now I don't really duck hunt at all, hardly. But um, you went out and did some duck season prep today. Oh, that's some dedication. You, you know it. Has he, <laughs> I sent a picture to Cade. Did he send you the picture that I sent him? No, I he didn't sent even me, send it no, to Cade. I, I, no, I got the screenshot below it. Oh, he yeah. Like, oh, he's already prepared. So I got like the bottom quarter of the picture you sent him. And that was it. Yeah, Ryan had oh. to tell me, like, I was texting Ryan. He was like, we can't talk about this right now. We'll talk about it on the podcast. So I sent a <laughs> screenshot of that to Kate. I was like, damn it, Ryan's already better than this than me. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Curtis and I have to stop ourselves in conversations. Like, nope, got to save that for pod, or we'll say too much, and then we got to recreate it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. At least you have that self-control. <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, Grant and I – there's not a lot of public areas to hunt around here for ducks and the public areas that you can hunt are everybody and their mom. Um, in which I say the only public area around here really sooner. Um, it's all right. Every now and then Curtis and I actually pretty cool story at sooner. We were out there through all of our decoys out. We we're just shooting shit in the morning before the sun came up and you hear a, like a little screech in the background. We kind of look at it, me, Curtis and Grant, my stepdad, and uh, kind of look at each other. I was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, it looks like a flock of ducks coming in. And I was like, wait, that's not ducks. It was one solid body. 
swoops down and just smoked one of the, a bald eagle came in and smoked one of our decoys literally like oh my god one of the craziest things i've ever experienced i would never expect to see that in a million years like no. we made a that joke as it was coming camera. in yeah i know i wish we had it recorded it was low light too but yeah. it was i made a joke as it was coming in. i was like oh boys we got a big honker coming in or whatever to the decoy spread yeah. and then it got closer and we're like wait is that an eagle and all of a sudden he just smacks a decoy and we're like holy shit what the hell yeah, just he happened was, he was coming in to eat that decoy man <laughs> yeah. Dude, it sounded like you punching the shit out of that decoy. I was hoping like there were talent marks. There were any talent yeah. marks, but that sucker hit that thing to eat it, man. Yeah, it was not. salute it. We should have, man. Sure. We should have. We should have all pointed our guns up. Like we pointed our guns up. Yeah. I wish yeah, the that was freaking awesome. I wish the ducks that day liked but, uh, our decoy spread as much as the eagle did. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely did not. But uh. So, yeah, so did a little prep today. It's a little late, obviously, because today's the first day for early teal season. But, um, yeah. So there's a a stand that a guy built on that 160 acres that I hunt for uh, deer that he, he no longer has permission to hunt out there. We have too many hunters now in the family that hunt out there. So, uh, but he left it. And there was like a bunch of four by fours, two by fours, two by tens basically a look kind of like a kid playhouse kind of platform it's just like yeah. built up probably saw three and a half four foot off the ground platform probably four by four area five by five area probably five by five and uh we're like dude this would be perfect for duck hunting we're like how the hell are we gonna get it out too so i forgot to mention that so we got Grant and I went to talking about public land. Uh, Lake Carl Blackwell has a drawing for ducks to get a duck blind out there. So there's 50 blinds out there, and so basically you go in, and it's like one on one of these mornings. You basically all put your name in a hat. Base it's a bowl, but they just basically draw out names, and whoever gets drawn comes up and just mark off what blind you want. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there were quite a few people there, um, and I got drawn like probably midway so like probably 27th did we get a perfect blind no but it's the closest one to mcmurtry where we hunted last year or no not last year two years ago but they no longer do duck hunting out there so it's a pretty good spot was and it like at least a lot of people. did you guys make a list of like blind spots you wanted so we we kind of had an idea but we don't really we didn't really know what the good spots were on that lake yeah and after kind of just being there and talking to some people, it's all the northern spots. So the all the spots on the northern end of the lake are a lot better. And yeah. My dog went off. Sorry. <laughs> the one time they uh, decide to not lay on their ass. <laughs> dude, for real. And so all the northern spots are good, and all the southern spots are apparently dog shit. And a lot of people actually after me that start getting drawn like we're just passing they weren't taking a spot i was like dude there's really? plenty of spots for yeah it's like you can take a spot but they're like no passing like they don't want a spot i was like all right well wow. um yeah so we got about 50 it's basically the nor most northern east spot you can get on that lake mm -hmm. um well the hunting blind and so we went and checked it out after we got the spot and 
it's pretty shallow. You basically walk across that whole section. Um, yeah. But we're like, dude, we need to put the blind out in the water because if we're on the bank, it's going to be super long shots. So Grant's like, dude, we have that kind of deer blind sand out of his place. We're like, dude, we can take this out. We're like, dude, I don't know how we're going to get it out there, but yeah, it's a pretty good idea. And so we were like, dude, I wonder if we can just put it on the bow of the boat. And I say bow of the boat, as in we have a, what is it, 16 foot, 16 and a half foot little bass yeah. uh, tracker Pro 160 that C- Curtis, myself, and Grant with a dog and all of our duck stuff in it. I mean, we were riding low. Yeah. In that <laughs> it was loaded down. <laughs> and so this big old stand on the front of the boat right first off it's heavy as shit so i don't know how me and him are going to get it up on the boat mm-hmm. and i was like okay what we'll do is we'll back the boat in first so we basically took two trucks two trailers one had a boat one had the stand put the boat in first and then we'll back the trailer in deep enough into the water where it's like the perfect tight kind of just lift it up and slide it over onto the yeah. boat mm-hmm. uh it worked out pretty well and honestly, the boat didn't sink as much as I thought it would. I thought that sucker was going to ride low. Yeah. And it honestly was not bad at all. And so. How close is the boat ramp the boat, to the blind spot? How far? Yeah. Uh, probably. Half a mile. Oh, so it's not. You don't have a crazy far run to it then. No, no, no. It's not crazy. I mean, far the lake's not big enough to have like a crazy far run, anyways. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's probably more than half a mile. But it's it's not like insanely far. Yeah, we, we kind of just puttered over. But no, yeah, it was hilarious. I took pictures of it. I sent them to Curtis and dude, big old like deer wooden blind stand on the bow of this <laughs> boat, all rednecked up and just. <laughs> It was hilarious, man. Got it over, got it all brushed in. We found a uh, picnic table over there too. I was like just floating against the bank. So it was, it's sturdy enough. So we flipped that up and it's got where you kind of normally sit is like the perfect height for the water. So it's oh, like, yeah. dude, the definite perfect spot for the dog to step up in the blind. Oh, so yeah. it's actually kind of cool when you get up in the blind. It's kind of like two levels. You get up, step up on the like this picnic bench top. And then you can step up into the other section where it's like this deer blind, duck blind now thing. Huh. So got it all, got it all brushed in. Uh, could could use a lot more like I don't know, thick stuff to fill yeah. it in, make it feel beefier. Right. But I think it'll, I think it'll do for now. But it, yeah. it looked pretty sweet from the pictures you sent me. I mean, it looked. It, it's cool. It's always cool having a blind out there in the water like that. I've never actually hunted anything like that, but it would be, mm. it would be sweet to have. Um, yeah, but it seems like in those things, you can never really brush them in enough, you know, yeah. you, you'll always find stuff. Um, I think a big thing would be like making sure your top's kind of covered yeah. so that they can't yeah. like see down and see a big opening in, but no, it looked good from the pictures that you sent me today. I'm excited to see kind of what you guys see out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. We we need to see that. And then I also was saying like, I'm, I'm going to take my quad. I'm gonna fly my quad over it, kind of get like a duck view. Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. We need to fill in. Yeah, no, that'll be sweet. Um, I've actually been out there 
once before, whenever I was in college, I had a buddy that drew a blind out there and I, he was on the North end. We didn't access it by boat though. We had to like hop over some barbed wire fences. <laughs> I don't even know if what we did was legal, <laughs> but I think it was, I think the land that we walked through was owned by the university. So I don't think it was a crazy big deal, but <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you this. When we drew our blind, the, one thing that the the park so it was like there were four game rangers out there game wardens from all the surrounding counties and then the guy that like really runs that lake and the one thing it's funny that you mentioned that the one thing that they were like don't do is they're like every one of our spots is only accessible by boat they go because <laughs> because they literally go all the land around it is professors doing research and stuff and they don't want people walking through their <laughs> land which is hilarious now that you say that so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like okay well curtis was that guy maybe that's why they made the rule because curtis and his buddies were walking <laughs> no so so which in my mind if it's owned by the university and i'm a student i should have any access to just walk through it to get to the lake. Yeah, you, you pay your dues. Yeah. As long as you're not being a dumbass, you should be fine. I've paid more money to attend that school than anybody has ever paid to a lease for hunting. So I should be able to walk through their damn land to access my duck hunting spot. But um, Curtis ruined like some 10 year research project because <laughs> he walked through it. So the only reason I was out there is I had a buddy that drew a blind and I didn't even ever hunt the place. He literally asked us one day, he was like, hey, I'm going to go set up my blind. I'm going to go brush it in. Do you guys want to come help me? And he was like, well, you can come hunt it with me later in the season. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So we went and drove down this gravel road and hopped some barbed wire fences and walked out on this like peninsula of the lake and built this shitty little duck blind. And I never even hunted it with him. I never even really like talked to that dude that much afterwards. I just pretty much helped him build a blind and that was it. So never got to hunt it and see actually if there was any birds out there. But I'll definitely let you know, man. It's not like you're going to come out this way anyways. It's kind of far for you. Yeah, I mean. Unless it's crazy ducks. And like, dude, Chris, you got to come out, dude. This guy's black, full of ducks. Well, yeah, I would, I would never, like, just invite myself out to come hunt with you. But like you did when you were hunting McMurtry, like, later season after I get my deer hunting itch scratched, you know, if you're like, hey, man, birds are flying. You want to come duck hunt? I'd definitely come out. Dude, you're always more than welcome. When Colby doesn't want to go. Or Grant's out of town, I'll definitely let you know. Well, you know those two will, like, phase out and not hunt super hard oh. late season, yeah. so. Because they're, like, I think the it's, – it's funny because now it's, like, this one is, like, with all the game wards being in there and they're, like, only three people per stand and you, the person that got drawn for the stand. So it's basically eliminating – apparently a couple years ago they did this, but they're, like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. So they're, they're saying the person that drew it has to be in the stand – because apparently a bunch of people and they're like would bring their wives and kids out and put their names in as well. And oh, so yeah. they have more of a chance of getting it. So it's like, okay, if you get drawn, you have to be in the stand. So yeah, and it's like three max. And so it's like, all right, so it'd be Grant, Colby, and I. And Grant's like, honestly, it was, it was better that Ryan got drawn because he's the only one that really drives the boat that well. It's like, yeah, Colby would full send it up into the <laughs> and Grant, well, Grant would probably do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, so whenever they don't want to go, man, always more than welcome. I'll, I'll definitely let you know. They'll they'll for sure phase out. Colby will be like, 
he'll say he wants to go, but he probably won't sometimes. And then Grant will be out of town sometimes too. Or Grant will say, dude, I'm too beat from working out the night before or something like that. So I'll definitely <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like when you were on Mc- McMurtry, I went. Well, I went with we went with Grant once early season. That was a shit show. Um, that was miserable. <laughs> and that's when I swam out to go get those decoys that floated away. <laughs> yeah, early season Teal Ryan had to strip down to his underwear <laughs> go swim for decoys. <laughs> <laughs> but and then we hunted it was like january whenever we, you and i hunted that spot together and uh yeah that we had was, like one decent hunt out there yeah honestly that spot was like really good i really enjoyed that spot and i there's a couple times i went out there by myself and i got a couple widgeons i had a redhead i got a bunch of mallards out of that spot uh, but yeah, dude, that, that's probably, I, I thought, I mean, I mean, I haven't really been in like Arkansas, right. Where it's like, yeah. they're like, Oh man, this was shit day. But I'm like, you guys still got all your limits. They're like, we didn't get it within 15 minutes. You're <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Speaking but, of, uh, I kind of know, like I'm, I'm wanting to go down to that Woody hole this year and get me a, a Drake because I want a yep. Drake Woody mounted. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and yeah. and that's... I got the shotgun that I have to christen in so yeah kate hasn't even shot the shotgun that i bought him for his birthday two years ago (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no have you i don't know if you guys have talked about that spot that you went so that early early time we went with grant was sucked and then you went with me later and the one time that you do pattern that um hooded merganser and we both you shot I was like, that's perfect shot, and just kept flying off. And me and you looked at each other like, uh, <laughs> your pellets went perfectly around him, and how he didn't get hit, we're blown away. And then I engraved a coaster that yeah. has a hooded merganser flying off, and then pellets all around him, just not on him. Yeah, Ryan <laughs> managed to make me a coaster that will never let me forget that memory, but that was one <laughs> of the awful. craziest things I've ever seen. I straight up smoked this bird. Like it looked like the perfect shot. It like shoot it. You can see all my pellets hit all uh-huh. around it, like all sides of this bird. And it just kept flying. No. It oh was, my God. Yeah, that was one of the nuttiest things. Insane. Was was that the same day that 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 buffalo head, I got that buffalo head back. Was that the same day with that buffalo head? Was I'm pretty sure, day? yeah, because I think we hunted out there like twice, but only one of the days was like pretty solid, where we actually yeah. killed a decent amount of birds. Yeah, uh, I got a. Okay. Uh, do you want to tell that story? No, go for it. No, so later it was like probably the last duck that we shot, and after that whole merganser thing, we got to look at like, dude, it's not like you're not shooting blanks because it's you <laughs> shot perfectly around that merganser. So we're like sitting there kind of bullshitting, right? And the next thing you know, this buffle head comes hauling ass in, small little like fighter jet bird. And both stand up, I shoot, hits him. He, cause he's humming right across the top of water. I hit him, mm-hmm. just, I mean, hits the water, skips, blah, 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 mm-hmm. kind of dives back down. Next thing you know, shoots right back out of the water like a freaking, <laughs> like a tomahawk missile out of the water, screaming. Curtis shoots it, same thing, out of the water, <laughs> shoots back up, and I shoot it, same thing, blah, blah, blah. dude, it goes back, I think I shot at least two or three times, Curtis shot two or three times, eventually, I had to drive out and go get the bird, and I was like, dude, this thing is taking more steel than I've <laughs> ever seen, and this little guy, and I get him back, and it doesn't even look like he's been touched that bad, I was like, dude, 
this little bird is a champion. I was like, Jeez. dude, take a shot, rolls, shoot back up, takes a shot, rolls back up. I'm like, dude, this thing is not gonna die. <laughs> yeah, it was. It is. It's a little bitty bufflehead at the same time, so it's not oh, even God. a big bird. And like yeah. right before that. Um, we had killed a few mallards one of the days that we were out there too. And like, there was one of the times Ryan was like going to jump in the boat to get a different bird and a mallard drake comes straight to the decoys, one shot folded him dead as a rock, like takes down that one fine. <laughs> but the buffalo head and that merganser for whatever reason just did not want to let go. Dude. Oh my gosh. I do, I do respect that buffalo head. So I got that buffalo head now. He's, he's in my house now, but yeah, that, the effort that that little man put in, I, I had to. Read. Yeah, yeah. He so, also has more. He's got more money and steel in him than I think the mount cost. So. <laughs> yeah, that's Probably, yeah. that's one of those mounts that's got a real good story behind it. So yeah. that's a cool one to have. Yeah, that's insane. That'd have been a sweet one to have on on film too. Oh, dude, I would have been embarrassed to have that on film. <laughs> yeah, that and the Merganser, dude. I just really wish like those moments where we just like literally like you like Curtis shoots and we just. Church, dude, I thought smoked and patterned all around on the water, flies off, and like it was like the face where you're like, you don't even shoot a second shot. You're like, I guarantee <laughs> you, I smoked him. And then it's like you kind of stop and then you look over at each other and go, that, that happened. <laughs> Just absolutely dumbfounded that <laughs> that happened. I had to like look over at Ryan to make sure he saw the same thing I did. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he looked, looked over right at me. I was like, dude, your BBs hit all around him. And you're like, <laughs> I could have sworn I smoked him. I was like, you should have smoked him. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, so we had a couple good times in that that little hole over there. So that's always my game plan every year is kill a big buck, and then I can go try and hunt some ducks at the end of season. And that plan is yet to come to fruition. <laughs> I can't kill a big buck to save my life. So maybe this year's the year. If it happens, I would like to go out and do it. Um, like Cade, you mentioned that little hole we've got. That's, I mean, Ryan and I had a really shitty time on that one last year. I don't even that want was it. Fun, dude. About. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> That was another even... one of those times where I'm walking. I'm like, come on, Curtis. And I look back and you're. <gasps> I was dying again because I was walking in fucking knee deep mud like 200 oh. yards in the middle of nothing. <laughs> and we, we ended up just leaving the boat out like 300 yards out there just sitting in the middle because it was like beach. And we're like, yeah. it's not worth it. Leave it. We'll sit our ass on this muddy underneath this broken tree. Let's just Dude, say that hunt was bad enough. My gun didn't even come out of the case. Jeez. I literally that's, didn't that's even pull it out of the case. Spot. This is near the same spot of where you fell in the water, and then we were seeing like you were seeing Teletubbies or some shit. It is the same area, not the exact same spot, but that is the same area. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on, no. hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, Teletubbies? No, I wasn't I, singing I, I, Teletubbies. No, it was Dragon Tales. Yeah, it was Dragon Tales. Somebody has a picture of me in the water singing that, or a video, yeah. maybe. I don't know where that is these days. <laughs> yeah, we were hunting this little timber hole down in that same area. And I don't remember if it was at the time that I fell or if I was just singing it randomly throughout the hunt. I don't. I think I think you were singing it and then you fell. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I had the Dragon Tales theme song stuck in my head, so I was singing it throughout the entire hunt. And then at one point, my foot got stuck, so I fell to my knees, and I'm like water's almost coming over my waders so i can't really move that much and i can't get up and Cade and my brother are both over there and instead of helping me they just videoed me and laughed at me 
So I was just stuck there. <laughs> Couldn't get my ass up without getting wet. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's when you know they're good friends, though. Like, not good friends. They're like, oh, kind of worried about you. Like, real good friends. Or sitting there like, oh, we're going to see how he's going to get himself out of this. Yeah. Like, hey, can you pull out the camera? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that that was the we hiked like through the worst swampy area to get there that morning too yeah that spot sucked to get to you had to walk like yeah. a mile and a half just to get to it through like mu- like mud you well, every time you took a step you're going like mid shin and mud yeah. it was bad and then that morning whenever we were hunting we saw the the truck and so we're like fuck that we're going through that dude's field <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, so now you guys know why I don't really duck hunt that much anymore because it's always just bad times. <laughs> <laughs> Makes yeah, for good stories, story. though. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a lot of good stories from it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I'd like to hopefully revisit that spot or that area again this year. F- time it right, find some birds flying. Uh, like you were saying, Cade, you wanted to go out. You want to go out on there and shoot a wood duck. That's literally the first time I took Ryan out there. His stepdad was like, "I want to shoot a wood duck and mount it." And I was like, yeah. I got a spot for you. <laughs> Literally, yeah. first words that came in, he shoots one and he went and mounted it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which that was a shitty hunt too, because we were, got there late. There was a decent amount of birds flying early, but we got there late, so we didn't actually shoot that many. But it can be a really good spot. And I want to go find some more. I want to take some time and go run the boat around and try and yeah. find some more spots to hunt because I really don't have any decent duck hunting spots anymore since I don't really do it. But I just got to kill a big deer, man, and then I can put some effort into it. Yeah, I miss it. I miss duck hunting. It just takes so much freaking effort to be to have the success at it. Yeah, it does. And I, I just I got to the point that I was tired of going out and shooting like one bird at a time, two birds. <laughs> yeah. So like, screw that. I'll just deer hunt all winter <laughs> <laughs> and go out and shoot nothing. So I don't know why I thought it was any better. <laughs> Because you don't have to put a bunch of decoys out at one time, and then they're getting nothing. Then you have to pull them up, and I can see that. Yeah, and duck hunting is more of a time investment too, especially when you get the boat. Like once you get a boat to duck hunt, you're like, I don't want to walk anywhere anymore, so I'm going to take the boat everywhere yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That was the main reason that Grant and I got this boat was. We went out with Sean checking that uh, Lake McMurtry spot. Yeah. And we got that. We're like, all right, let's go look at it. Kind of what Grant and I did with this spot. And get out there. About halfway, boat starts sputtering. We're like, (laughs) get to the spot. We're like, all right, cool. We can set this up, this up, this up. We're like, all right, let's head back. Go to get in the boat to head back. Doesn't start. We paddled our ass all the way back and grant's like i will not deal with somebody else's piece of shit boat ever again <laughs> we're buying a boat <laughs> that boat is still in pieces just to let you know curtis oh that does not surprise me one bit <laughs> i say boat the engines in pieces but yeah yeah <laughs> once again good story shitty time that's usually how it goes. A lot of the good yeah. stories do result in shitty times. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most of the funny ones are that way anyway. Yeah, usually so. 
either that or you're really pissed off, which is still a shitty time. You're really pissed <laughs> off. You look back and go, that was actually kind of funny. But I can't for that. Yeah, in the moment, <laughs> it's like real anger. <laughs> yeah. Good times. But there you have it. I mean, deer season's almost here. Hopefully, we can have some, some duck hunting stories to tell later in the season. Squeeze in a few duck hunts this year. But I think that's pretty much all I had to talk about. You guys got anything else? I don't. Okay, do you want to sign us out on this one, or are you going to make me do it? I can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for listening, and we thank Ryan again for being on. Um, it's a good time to have you on. You share some good stories, especially some dirt on Curtis I like to hear. And he can talk really? more than anybody I know. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> But we thank you guys for listening and don't forget to head over to our TikTok and Instagram, go like and share those videos and uh, make sure to comment on them too. Cause I want to know what we could do better or some ideas for the podcast as well. And um, leave us a rating and review. We like, we like listening to those. Uh, if you tune back to a couple episodes ago, Curtis read a couple on them. We like to hear them. We, we like to know how good of a job we are because we like to stroke our own ego. So <laughs> with that being said, we thank you guys for listening and tune in on the next time. See ya. See ya.